<laughs> we don't have an intro yet. No, we don't. Dang. Dang. Well, All I'm right. Aaron Hensley. <laughs> That's Aaron Hensley. I'm Julia Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> we are clearly professional yeah. podcasters. <laughs> Episode six. Episode six of Dawson's Creek. Baby. Wonder what this one's about. <laughs> um, this one originally aired February twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. And this is one of those uh, story by Joanne T. Waters, yeah. which I'm glad a woman wrote the story. However, a man did write the script, Teleplay by John Harmon Feldman. Mm. And he wrote another one. He wrote the first one, maybe? The, the second third or the one? third? Yeah. Know. Um, Directed by Stephen Miner, who directed a bunch of stuff in this season. I yeah. actually also looked him up and uh-huh. he, he directed um, Friday the 13th. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've got my little paper from the DVD to read Aaron this description. Let's see. Let's see what we think. Joey's sister goes into labor and there's no one to help but Jen's disapproving grandma who uses the opportunity to persuade Jen to believe in God. (laughs) That's not really what happens. Another student overhears Pacey telling Dawson about his affair with Miss Jacobs and the rumor spreads like wildfire. (sighs) Finally. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the last time we'll have to like trigger warning? Yeah, trigger warning. Paisley is definitely being statutory raped in this episode. Yeah. In this whole season so far. Yeah. So uh, my history's mysteries for Uh this this episode. Um, February 23rd, the day before, there was a, a bunch of hurricanes hit Florida and killed 42 people. In February? I had no recollection of this. I thought hurricanes are like May to October or I have something. No idea. We we established in the last episode that I have no idea what hurricanes are about. Whoa! In Florida. In Florida. Huh. And February twenty fourth, the day of this episode, Elton John was knighted by the Queen. Oh, cool! Becomes Sir Elton. Awesome. Yes. Cool. Tiny Dancer is my favorite Elton John song. What is yours? Oh, God. I mean, that's a good one. It's in. Almost famous, Almost famous, which is one of our scene. favorite movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the thing that sucks about Tiny Dancer is one time I did it at karaoke, and the song goes twice. <laughs> and like, so, it's oh, it's long. It's yeah, that's so a long. long. Song. Yeah. I'm always like, why are there not just like karaoke edits where it's like, t- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, two, don't make me listen to this entire. I know, breakdown. like it's just like <laughs> it sucks when you're up there, like after the second chorus, you're like, it's not over yet. Oh like, my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, as with all episodes of Dawson's Creek. We open in Dawson's room. Here we are. (laughs) Movie night in Dawson's room. And Joey, what are they watching? I could could not tell. And I didn't look it up. Yeah. It's like the end of a noirish movie. It seems like it's in Venice, California Mm. at the end. So Joey gets up to leave and she's like, Bessie's due in a week. So I got to go. I got to go. And Dawson's Dawson's like, we've only watched one movie. (laughs) And then it hands and we see jen's there <laughs> it's a surprise cut to jen yeah she has joined movie night i big big that's big yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. except that uh that might be the reason joey wants to leave <laughs> yeah and jen's kind of like are you leaving because i'm here like you can't do that like well first of all if you <laughs> climb down the ladder <laughs> <laughs> my grams will see right and then i'll 
she'll oh, make me she'll come make back. Me come back. So it's like they get in this thing. Uh, it's so funny because Joey's so indirect, which I, I, I mean, as much as I hate to admit that I was definitely like this in high school mm-hmm. and still can be like this sometimes. And Jen is very direct, which right. you are a very direct person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like it's it's so funny because I'm like. Guys, I, like I want to shake Joey uh-huh. as a as sort of a replica of myself in this very moment, yeah. like because I'm like, just say what you fucking feel, right? <laughs> yeah. But Jen's like, you're leaving because I'm making you uncomfortable. Yeah, and I'm intruding on on your, your, your thing with Dawson, right? You know? Which it's like, and she also is like appreciative, like thank you for letting me do this, totally. Because like, Joey is being nice by trying, you know. Yeah, she's trying. So anyway, basically they like, get down to it and they're like. Jen is gonna leave if Jen leaves Joey's gonna feel bad and leave yeah if Jen leaves because Joey is uncomfortable Jen yeah Joey <laughs> it's very complicated <laughs> yeah it's wait like... okay you try to say it <laughs> if Jen leaves because Joey's uncomfortable she's there then Joey will feel bad right and if Joey leaves because she... Jen's there yeah Jen will feel Jen bad. will feel bad yeah and, and if it... Joey leaves uh, Grams will come get Jen. Yeah. So they're both going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> is how this ends up. And Dawson's just like, let me recount this. <laughs> and he just says that, yeah. what we just said. And they're like, he's like, this is stupid. And then they like, <laughs> then the girls just like go to leave. And Joey goes to go out the window. Out the window. Because that's the only way she can leave Dawson's room. And then Jen goes to out go the out normal the normal way. way in the front door. And Dawson's left there all alone. alone. Yeah. Yeah. Cue credits. Yeah. So, so, so we start in on the real episode. Bessie is very, very pregnant and fucking over it. Yeah. Which, like, every single one of my friends that have ever been pregnant, they get that point and you're like, I'm so sorry. Can I do anything? And the answer is basically no. (laughs) No, I know. And my mom had twins. Can you imagine? No, I cannot. (laughs) Me neither. That's a a nightmare. (laughs) She was like, always would tell us. I couldn't go into a booth at a restaurant. Yeah. I couldn't drive a car because I couldn't fit. <laughs> my mom pushed her car when she was eight oh and a half months pregnant gosh. with me. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, I need to prove I can do this. Like, no, she could have really done damage. I She may have. So I, think, I think the jury's still out on whether or not she really did do some, yeah. some damage to my psyche. <laughs> Um, I'm but they're cute, um, Bessie and, and Bodie. It's really cute. I love, I love their relationship. Scene. I love this whole scene. I love Bessie and Bodie. They like are jokey, just and, like bantering back and forth. Yeah, and she's sort of being a baby, but he's like doing the dishes and like yeah. she's eating a lollipop. And then Joey comes in and like and Joey and and Bessie kind of like are they such sisters? Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> it's so cute. They like banter and Bodie's like. Not today. She's being a princess, like, you know, and he like leans to Joey and he's such a good um, brother-in-law. Yeah. Like, they, they have a really cute home life, even They're so with great. all of its problems you know financially and yeah i mean i think they they're dealing with you know real issues of finance and and the fact that they are moms and dad and their Mm -hmm. dad's in prison Mm -hmm. and you know this sort of cobbled together family but like they're a great little family and like you really see it here and i love it so much and and i also love that like you see you sort of see um, Bodie and Joey's relationship. Yeah. That he's sort of a, a caretaker father figure to her. Yeah. 
And it's cool that they make it such this really good dynamic because it would be so easy for um, Bodhi to be a fucked up person, like in terms of a show where it's like, well, we just need someone else to pay the bills. And so Bessie could be trapped in this this situation. But and I just think like like I just want to point out Bodhi is a black man. and, And I think, you know, he's he's so subverts like tv stereotypes of Mm. this like unwed black father Mm -hmm. and i love it so much i I hope we get to dig deeper into him Mm -hmm. and his like this relationship and his relationship with both joey and bessie because i just think like he's he's sort of a tender guy Mm -hmm. you know i mean he's taking on a lot he's like i love this woman i want to be with her and i you know like i will just also love her sister that she has to take care of you and know he's like clearly involved in her life he asks her about things you know joey mm-hmm. you know he asks her about stuff and he's like he's there and yeah. involved and i really i just like i feel like i had never really like thought about that before mm. in this episode and i think like it's so great i love it yeah i love Bodie. me too i read <sighs> It's really sad. I don't even say it. I read that the actor that plays Bodhi, he recently was like hit by a car and he lost both of his legs. And there's like, oh, a yeah, go fund me for him. I did. I read that, too. Let's maybe we'll throw that link up on our, okay. our Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll throw it up there. OK, Um. Totally. So, so it's revealed that um, Bodhi has a job interview in Hyannis, which is where the Kennedy know. compound is. <laughs> isn't that Hyannis Port? Yeah, but isn't that, is that what they're the saying? Thing? I, I don't know. I have I no idea. There's a Hyannis and a Hyannis Port? I don't know. The oh, East God. Coast is fucking weird. I guess you're it has right. all that kind of shit. Oh, God. Well, okay. I know. Someone explain the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew, our sound guy, usually does. It. Yeah. He's very good. <laughs> but, uh, but I think you <laughs> please email us. Dobby's yeah, yeah. critique at G. <laughs> so he has a job interview yeah, at, a at a French restaurant, restaurant. Yeah, um, yeah. and so it seems like there's potential for this opportunity for him. Um, and and you know he's, I mean, I think you know, and it's awesome that he gets to do his dream. I like that that they're like, I love it, and I love that he like, wants to be a chef. Like, great. Yeah, absolutely. And he's and, you know, he's also like financially responsible for part of this family. And yeah. He's sort of like, OK, I got to, you know, I can't just work at the ice house. Yeah. And also like, they, you know, like we hate women in America. So it's not like when P- Bessie gets has the baby, she's going to get maternal leave, you know. Oh, like, sure. Oh, no, you no, know, no. it's like, no, it's like, just like the government's <laughs> going to give offer her that, a check, Aaron? you know. <laughs> So it's like this upcoming also financial like, yeah. struggle that they're going to have not only a, a new uh, mouth to feed, but then also like she won't be able to work. I mean, for a while. Yeah. So then Grams is cleaning Jen's room and she <laughs> so, like has maybe a Maplethorpe. Calendar? I know. I, that's why I, I, I was Maplethorpe. trying to see. I think yeah, it was Maplethorpe. It, was it wasn't like a it wasn't the one where he has the whip in his ass, but he's uh-huh. like it's like the naked um the the black and white guy that are naked together yeah yeah and grams is like this is gross <sighs> i love these i love this line and at her line and then jen's line uh-huh. which is Graham says, in this house, we don't ogle naked men. And Jen goes, no, we pray to them, right? Yeah. And I was just like, girl, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Call her out. I love it. I actually, I love this storyline between Grams and Jen. Uh, I, know I love do, them yeah. pushing back and forth on each other. Yeah. I love, well, and well, I think it also, like, I mean, maybe going back to this thesis you're trying to develop about the millennial show. Yeah. The thing is, like, 
just broadly, there is nothing wrong with being religious. Absolutely not. We're not trying to say that. Yeah, like I, that's great. I love it, and I mean, um, it, it is. It is really. I I completely understand um, being religious. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the problem that millennials have, and maybe like everyone, but I'm a millennial, so I'm I'm going to speak for our generation, <laughs> yes. is that bitches ain't be Christ like. You know, like it's just like <laughs> no, like. <laughs> That's the problem. That's why, like, people don't relate to it. Absolutely. You know, like, all it's like, it's like, my brother's name is Matthew. So the book of Matthew, like, talks about, like, what you're you're supposed to honor the God. And then the second most important thing you're supposed to do is honor your neighbor. Love thy neighbor. This is how we're supposed to treat people. Like, it lays out for you, like, be good to other people. These are the golden rules. Treat people how you want to be treated. Like, well, it's, like, I mean, I think what it is is that like this religion was used to condone slavery. It was used yeah. to condone a bunch of other really fucked up shit. Yeah. But the modern iteration of it, and I think what's so hard, and, and I, a couple of episodes I sort of started to get into this and then I didn't really finish my thought, I think. But one of my things is like millennials um, and younger people are leaving churches partially because of how abhorrent a lot of their views are on things that have nothing to do with the church. That's the thing that I see and how I feel. (laughs) And I think that that is just like on the whole, like millennials are like, no, like what? Like who cares about gay marriage and abortion and like all these things that like that's for God to judge. That's not for us. Right. And I think that's my that's why I love this Jen and Graham storyline so much, because I think what we see is this breaking is this saying like, yeah, she's just pointing out like the hypocrisy. Absolutely. It's like, like you're not being Christ like you're racist. Right. You, yes. You're which goes with white Christianity for a very, very you, long time. Uh, low key hate women. You like, you know, you just have all of these like abhorrent opinions and you act like that's what Jesus Christ was saying. And like we're we probably like, you know, as someone who had a pretty Catholic grandma, you know, like I know things from the Bible as a result. So we're it's easy to assume that Jen is familiar with the teachings of Christ. And so she's like, no, no, your opinion on this is like actually not the same as my opinion. And it's also like I can see the uh, heinous flaws in it. Yes. And also, I just want to say that if your religion requires you to hate Maplethorpe, then you should rethink. (laughs) Um, That's what I have to say about that. (laughs) So Pacey and Miss Jacobs are... um, at her busting. I said, I said in all caps, in front of the fucking school, <laughs> having this conversation. It's so weird. Standing in front of her red Mustang convertible, which of course she has a red Mustang convertible. <laughs> she has a stockbroker her husband, the yeah, ex-husband. They all have Mustangs, apparently. I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Aaron and I like to rent Mustangs as jokes. Oh my um, God. When we go travel. so funny. <laughs> It's so funny. Stupid. The new Mustang has uh, a light that like when shines. you open the door, <laughs> it projects on the asphalt a Mustang. A light of a Mustang. It's so stupid. It's so boomer. They're like, oh, 
Did you see that new feature of light of a Mustang? <laughs> like, did you? It's so dumb. What the fuck you, is it? If, Why would you have that honestly, in the car? 10 out of 10, the best experience you'll have will be renting a Mustang. But of course, so of course she drives a red Mustang. <laughs> so funny. Of fucking course. <laughs> and T- Pacey's like, you know, I think we should go out this weekend. Like, He's we like, could go down we to Providence. Go on a date. <laughs> Which also, like, he says we should go to Providence, and I'm like, I have no conception of the East Coast and how close everything is. Providence is in a different state. Yeah. Do you know how lost you have to be or how far you have to drive to get to a different state in California? I I mean, we can get to Mexico sooner than we could get to a different state if we're in L.A. 100%. Um, It always confuses me when people say that. Well, I did, like, (laughs) pause, like, Providence, that's in Rhode Island. And then you remember that's, like, part of the greater Boston area. Oh, I I have no idea. I I think people commute there. Oh, my God, really? I I don't think it's even an hour. The East Coast is mind-blowing to me. It's weird. I mean, Rhode Island's the smallest state. No, I understand understand that but still i mean by landmass but i'm very confused by the whole story. yeah it's super weird <laughs> and then also like okay yeah so potentially like no one from cape side will see you but at the end of the day you're still like a 15 year old boy With a fucking 30 and a, like whatever you're even old, if like a yeah. cape someone from cape side doesn't see you like someone potentially will alert the authorities <laughs> Since you're a child. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so we cut like straight over to Dawson and Pacey in the bathroom talking about mm-hmm. this relationship. Yeah. And like. I didn't hang out in the bathroom. <laughs> like people didn't do that. That's like also a thing that you see in, in high school movies where like they eat in the bathroom. And I'm like, you're disgusting. I, I know. You just like peed and You just and, like ran in there and you're like peeing and then wash your hands and leave with that like gritty powdered soap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, I don't think this is getting my hands clean, but. Not I, only that, but I think I might like be developing some sort of disease from it. Yeah. Like you tried to avoid. I think we would try to wait because we could go off campus for lunch. You try to go to the bathroom somewhere else. Yeah. That was probably smart. Anyways, they're hanging out in the bathroom, PC and, and Dawson. Dawson. Um, and they're like and they're talking about. About this relationship he, he's like we're gonna go out in providence this weekend and dawson's like what she said yes to that <laughs> dawson dawson has logic in this scenario and face is like well she like gave a smirk like i knew what it meant right which oh, uh, i mean i think like they have such so much nonverbal communicating in their their relationship so yeah. it is true but sure and, like, I just am going to call out Dawson right now. Like, I hate that he's so supportive of his best male friend having a sexual relationship. Well, I just think after that... shaming Jen. For absolutely. The past I think a couple episodes. Absolutely. I think Dawson's toxic masculinity. And, and I mean, I, you know, I don't want to throw around those terms like that we don't understand what we're saying, but this is the definition of toxic masculinity. You're saying that Jen is a slut because mm-hmm. she had sex with someone, but Pacey's a stud because he's fucking the teacher. Yeah. And that's just like f- not fucking and true. Also, like both of them are be- were are raped. <laughs> like, you know? But yeah, this like, is sexual assault on yeah, both fronts. Yeah. On both of these fronts, these people have been assaulted. Yeah. And I understand that like this is something that we seemingly as a society are relatively recently being like, hey, this is not good and it's a problem and we should really like have people face consequences for these things. Yeah, but we don't know what the consequences should but, Yeah, but we're still because, in the process. Well, because men still write the rules. <sighs> 
they there it turns out there's a kid in the bathroom smoking, which like I guess yeah, the because bathroom Pacey, just always smells like smoke, and so they don't <laughs> notice that this kid is in yeah, there smoking. Because Pacey like looks under the stalls to see if he can see any feet, and he doesn't, and so you're kind of like, all right, good, because I was wondering yeah. why you were being so cavalier talking <laughs> about also, this like, like affair. You should check that before you. Start I know, talking yeah. About it. And then like as they walk out to leave, they like do an overhead shot, and you see like the stoner kid sitting, like he's savvy enough to know like no if my feet are showing yeah. then they'll know <laughs> i'm totally. in here they seen a horror movie certainly yeah. <laughs> couldn't smell the smoke i guess because this bathroom reeks of smoke all the time Apparently. so this is the way i get away with it i yeah. sit on so immediately jen runs up to dawson <laughs> and tells him <laughs> that she heard a rumor about like, you will not believe what you i will not just heard this. Thank God these kids did not have social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We used to have to spread rumors by just telling each other. Yeah. Um, and and so Doss, Dawson like cheekily asked if Pacey handed in homework on time. And I feel like we just one more notch in the thing where like even his best fucking friend doesn't believe in him. <sighs> so then Jen, <laughs> Jen's like, no, you know, and she she's heard this rumor that Pacey is having a sexual affair with Miss Jacobs. Totally. And the rumor is already everywhere. And. Jen thinks it's a rumor. She's like joking about it. You know, she totally she thinks it's funny. And Dawson's like, where's Pacey? And Jen looks at him and is like, uh, is it true? Right. And then immediately Joey runs up with a giddy look on her face. She's like, you will not believe what I just heard. (laughs) (laughs) And then. They're like, then they they all three see Pacey walking down the hall towards them. Uh And Dawson's kind of like, I got to tell him what's happening. Some random girl comes up and whispers it to him. Right. And you see it on Pacey's face. He's like, oh, shit. Right. And just like, as an aside, Jen is wearing a great maxi dress with Doc Martens that is so 90s. Yeah, yeah. She had a great outfit Going on, on, girl. You should be in a Lisa Loeb video right now. I know, yeah. She always has great outfits. She does. But I noticed it right there. So I, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, where yeah. my note no, is. No, that was a really good one. Yeah. Dawson and Pacey sort of are in a, I don't know, like a lab like or something. utility a, room? A, I, I know. I was know. like, what Couldn't is that? that Again, I was like... Like, first of all, why weren't you talking about the affair in this private room? (laughs) Yeah, that you've now apparently (laughs) found. Like, now we know exists. (laughs) Again, it's like, again, I think, you know, because it doesn't snow where I went to high school, like my school is all outdoors. So we don't have all these little rooms that they like in my so-called life. There's all those little rooms, the boiler room, boiler room. And like you see this a lot in in TV shows where they're like in the supply room somewhere or something like that i did you have that no i mean i know there were supply rooms but of course, like i like, didn't know where any of them were i our science like building all of the rooms um there was a room that can all of them connected to where they kept all the supplies and the chemicals and stuff yeah, yeah. And, and but only the teacher i mean maybe like a student aide could go in there but we never went in there i think and like, it wouldn't have been private like that's where the teachers would have been so yeah i think like the only thing i remember is like if you were on the stage where the theater kids like mm-hmm. um which was in the multi-purpose room which i i mentioned a few episodes ago we didn't use it but like mm. it was open during lunchtime and had seating in it the, um like, seating with tables yeah it had some that's tables. where you had your your theater 
We yeah. had we had a theater. No, we didn't. It was just in the multi-purpose room. But there was like you know some in some of the offstage places, like the backstage places. There was like a couch back there, mm. so you could kind of maybe like if you're gonna go make out with someone, right? Maybe, but like you just did that in your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like totally or or their car. You know, Pacey sort of or Dawson sort of in like this cinematic fashion <laughs> tells Pacey like go back out there yeah. with your head held high. He's, he's like, like just telling ignore the rumor. Yeah, he's telling Pacey to like live the movie moment of yeah. it and and like ignore the rumor and pretend like it's not true there and then he's which says, is also believable because it's like first of all this stoner dude is like oh my god pacey's having sex with the teacher right. and so it's believable that it's a lie you know totally. and then if pacey's like that's just not true like wouldn't that be believable Oh, a hundred percent. But Dawson's like, maybe it'll be dead by six period. And I just said, on what planet is this rumor dead by six period? Like, I just like, I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure like, I don't remember like rumors like that or just things like that. I don't know. I, there was never rumors like that. Although I remember like. Well, obviously not like that. that no, but no, like, no. Yeah, yeah. But like this, like everyone being like, did you hear? Did you hear? Like, yeah, I remember. I, mm. Like there are certain rumors that I still remember about like. I'm not going to say any of these people's names, mm-hmm. but like this one girl slept with this guy at a party. Right. And like, I still know that. Yeah. yeah and I like, I, it wasn't like a whisper chain. Yeah. It was like someone in your little group heard something and then like said that to you guys. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it rumors. is, I guess it is totally authentic for Chen to just come up to, you would go up to your friend and be like, oh my, oh my God. God. You know, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, totally. Yeah. Totally. And that is how they spread. Of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think like it wasn't so much like a But just like the thing. idea of like it it going around the whole school, <laughs> the whole school in like one period. Sure. Like this stoner kid like wasn't even in class probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, the timeline is abbreviated. Yeah. <laughs> I Pacey like leaves this room and mm-hmm. starts walking down the hall and I sort of love the like it's exaggerated like everyone's like staring, staring at him at and him. pointing and I, I was saying like there's a part of me that thinks that that's not actually like if this was a real thing that happened like people just kind of look and yeah, whisper yeah, yeah. but that's how he felt but he felt like yeah. everyone was like staring and pointing Definitely, and like yeah. I really kind of I, I kind of dug that scene that yeah it was cool scene. and yeah. it was cool because he is like okay I'm gonna like he prepares and he's like I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do it I'm gonna hold my head up high and he walks down the hall and then he does a turn and he just like like you know he like like throws his head back like in the real authentic way where you'd be like okay I did that 10 second walk and um I'm proud of myself and like oh god (laughs) I know I'm doing that like you know (laughs) super hard and then he has to go to his next class which is Miss Jacobs right so we cut to Miss Jacobs class where she's talking about Romeo and Juliet yeah and like as part of their examination of forbidden fruit which like just as an aside I don't think of Romeo and Juliet yeah I mean neither that's what I was thinking (laughs) I was like I was like it's about how fucked up like I know you know gangs are basically or yeah. like clans yeah with a like C, feudalism yeah. yeah um yeah totally <laughs> like just like yeah exactly um yeah and, fucked up italian city states were <laughs> they existed and she's miss jacobs is like you know yeah the forbidden fruit right and, and all then the kids. this like they're all giggling and yeah. this kid's kind of like um 
she loses the classroom. She loses oh, control of the class. And this kid's like, oh, the forbidden, like, you know, yeah. and just is kind of like throwing back at her. And then um, Pacey walks in late. Yeah. And, and she's the like, the whole class starts laughing at right, her. Right. Right. And he's like, I mean, I just, I also just thought, like, the thing is, God, like, how hard would it be to go to that class? Like, I would n- never in a million years have gone to that class. I, are we supposed to think that the students think it's true? I don't think so. Yeah. I think they think it's fake. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's actually an interesting, I mean, I think it's open to interpretation. Yeah. They kind of make jokes about like, oh, Pacey, like, you know, she's going to punish you after school or like, were Mm. you late because you were coming from her house or something like that. Mm. But they seem like they're fucking with her, not with him. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting question. It kind of feels a little bit of both. Right. Because, I mean, the rumor is that Pacey was saying this in the bathroom, you know, right. so it is like. And then they ask him, I guess they, they ask him if her boobs are real or silicone. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Answer, answer this question, you know. Okay. Yeah. And then, and it, so she sort of seems like she figures it out by the end of the scene that this has like gone she, public. Because they have so much nonverbal communication. Right. She looks at him and she's pissed. She's like, what the fuck did you do? And it's like, okay, you're raping him. Don't forget. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. Oh, um, my gosh. So then after, this is after school, Joey, you know, then we go over to Joey. Um, Pacey is like alone, sitting, alone on a bench, sitting on a bench on like, the docks yeah. or on the harbor kind of thing. And, and Joey finds him. And, and calls him jailbait. Yeah, she's like kind of bantering with him, and it's sad because she sees like he's he doesn't he doesn't have the time for the banter. Yeah, and she offers him sympathy. I I think they it's a I really like good scene. Here. Like they, you know, because we've been saying like they are friends, but they don't know it. Right. And uh, and she is sympathetic to him. She she sits down and offers him advice. And this is a moment where again they have they have so much in common. So much. And. She's like, look, I understand where you're, what you're going through, and he's like, how could you? Right, and like, she says, you know, she was pe- like, mm. oh, you mean stare at my fucked people up family, staring at you. You yeah. hear your name coming out of the mouth of people you don't know. You hear people talking about like jail or cancer or like you know your black brother-in-law, you yeah, know, and your unwed sister <laughs> pregnant, like essentially yeah. like. What do you mean? Like people gossip about me on the rig. Like it fucking sucks. I didn't. Th- they're talking about things that aren't even like me. You know, right. like they're talking about like my family and like, and then saying that it's like relevant to me. And she says, you know, imagine that, Pacey. We actually have something in common: providing gossip for the small-minded townsfolk. And I love that so much because I think you know. I grew up in a town that's not as small as this, so this was, like, less of a, a thing. Mm-hmm. But I I do think that there's a way in which Pacey and Joey sort of provide this, and they're sort of, like, lower middle class or even... Lower class. Even lower class, even poor sort of upbringings, or or I don't know what label to put on it, but they really do have parallels in in their experience of this town and Pacey's and they're maybe a little bit different because Pacey's we learned last episode that Pacey's dad is the town sheriff like the police police chief chief. we learned sort of that you know his is a lot of neglect Mm -hmm. um and hers is financial trauma yeah (laughs) 
Yeah. And, right. and so I think they're it's really trauma, interesting yeah. to sort of track like how they're the same in, in mm-hmm. this and then how they're also different. And how- then also how that like manifests and, and she is like more of a good student, just puts her head down and she's maybe like plotting her way out of this small sure. town and out of these like things that people judge her for that she doesn't. That are not under her control. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And versus Pacey, who just is like fucked up. He doesn't go to school. Like, you know, he's a bad student. He's like acts out in this other way that is a pretty common um gender divide in the way people like kids manifest their their trauma absolutely the boys are the ones that like can commonly be bad at school maybe start fights or be a class clown and the girls are like i just gotta study and get the fuck out of here study and get out of here well and then you know pacey sort of asked joey what he does now and she says same thing i did pray like hell for a better story to come along yeah and and i just love how much they get each other Mm -hmm. they sort of have this look that they share yeah in that scene and they sort of you know as much as we've seen them giving each other shit for so many episodes like they really do get each other on a yeah. deep deep level yeah yeah they are friends you know she they just need to like realize it <laughs> exactly i also liked because this episode is obviously like tackling religion that she's like pray like just what do you do you pray right. yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah like... exactly well, and i also think there's something interesting about like what do you do when you don't have any control over a yeah, situation you know he's the situation now is out of his control mm-hmm. and the situ- her situation is sort of has always been out of her control yeah and what do you do it's so funny in my work life I so often tell I work with authors and I so often tell them like you know control the things that you can control yeah and like leave the rest alone because you can't control if the reviews of your book are going to be good. You can't control if you hit the New York Times bestseller list. You can't. There's all these things you can't control. But there's so much that you can control or that you can focus on that you can control and just like focus on that and 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 put your energies into that and, you know, mm-hmm. hope for the other stuff and wish for it. But totally. It's true. And also with these things, she's right. It's like there literally is nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. It's going to do what it's going to do. It's going to terrible storm and then like, I don't know, see what happens after that and then, <laughs> then decide. And I think that that's such a like when you're in high school, everything seems so big. Mm-hmm. And, th- and I'm not saying that this is not big. It's yeah. definitely a big thing. And, you know, as we've been saying, this is childhood trauma. This person yeah. being molested by a, a teacher yeah you know this situation where people are finding out he's he can't control it yeah you're not gonna put a lid on it yeah and then also like ultimately he knows that this relationship that he's having is over and so he has to like kind of mourn that as well yeah which is also not what he wants exactly so then we see Jen complaining about Grimm's behavior to Dawson. Right. <laughs> right. They're it, walking home. Yeah. Jen's walk or jo- Dawson's walking Jen home. Yeah. It's true. Like it is weird. My parents didn't like wouldn't have cleaned my room. They we had my parents were at least respectful of our boundaries in our room. So I don't and even if my mom did tell me later one time she was in my room and she found like a bottle of Kahlua in my closet and she just like put it back. <laughs> That's amazing, just, like, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my room was such a mess that my mom refused to go in it. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't find any of the stuff. Right. I definitely, but I didn't, every once in a while I would hide beer in my closet uh-huh. um, and like maybe once uh, a little bit of marijuana. Yeah. But like, I mean, as many stories as I might tell about me misbehaving in high school, I actually wasn't that much of a misbehaved kid like I wasn't too bad yeah I was a little bad but I wasn't too bad and my mom wouldn't have snooped I don't think 
Yeah, that's so weird. So anyway, so Joey gets home then, and Bessie is stuck in the mud in their truck. Stuck in a ditch. (laughs) (laughs) Also, can I just say, like, I love that truck. Yeah. And I know some of it is my nostalgia about this show. Yeah. And, like, that truck comes, like, there's a lot of great moments in that truck. Yeah. And, um... But I just, uh, whenever I see that blue F one fifty, I just like oh yeah, my it God, is a I good truck. So Those are like coveted trucks for oh sure. Oh my God, I would totally drive that truck. With like now. the panel, the white panel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just what great truck. Anyway, stuck in the mud. <laughs> she can't call an ambulance, so she tells Joey she's in labor. Yeah, Bessie's in labor, and she can't call an ambulance because their phone's off, which yeah. I, I'm thinking is a a bill financial. Problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, she's like. <laughs> We gotta, we go, gotta to go to Dawson's. It's the closest house. The closest phone. What? That doesn't make any. Where do they live? I have no clue. I do not understand the the, the geo- layout of yeah. this town. <laughs> so-, <laughs> so then she's like, Joey goes. There's only one way to get there. <laughs> Cut to them rowing a boat. <laughs> what if the closest house to you you had to row a boat to? No. It's just like, what year is this? No, thank you. It doesn't make any sense. That's some Louisiana stuff. I mean, I guess it's some New England stuff, too. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like at the time, you're like, oh, like, again, I know I've said this before. I remember watching this show and just being like, in New England, do they travel by rowboat? Like, <laughs> I like that you put that much thought into it. I was just like, oh, sure. Apparently, that's how that has to happen. I didn't think about it at all when it first aired. Well, it doesn't make any sense to me. So of it just is it like, it's insane. <laughs> what? They just like travel by rowboat yeah, they in do. New England, whatever that means. You and know? whatever month it is, like, is it freezing yet? Yeah. I don't know. I don't do creeks freeze over like there's so many questions I have, I have about this like you know totally and like why doesn't Joey have intensely buff arms <laughs> <laughs> is it like you know is it hard to row or not I don't know I have no idea I mean I know I've rowed a boat before but I mean it is hard to like row. I've kayaked a bunch but not a rowboat yeah <laughs> Um, so they travel by rowboat. And then, and then Bessie tells Joey halfway across the creek. It's a great shot because it's, it's like, really pretty. It's a real. it's like a it's far a away. wide shot. Yeah. And um, so you can't it, see it's definitely not Katie Holmes and Nina Rapetta. Yeah. Like, no, not, definitely not. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also like the, a shot they've probably used. I mean, there's two people on the boat, but they yeah. probably just got a bunch of shots of someone yeah. rowing. Well, and so so Bessie tells her she's rowing too slow, <laughs> and then like is is like I'm gonna she she gives a joke that I hate, huh. which is like I, I you're rowing like a girl. I'm gonna uh, start calling you Josephine. Yeah, they keep saying that to Joey. I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate it so much. Um, and I then, guess I just also feel like Joey is such a girl's name, but. Really? I don't know. It just it sounds Joey is a Joey is It a, sounds more feminine to me than Josephine Joey's for some reason. Joey's a Jersey Shore name, yo. I guess. <laughs> Joey D. But by the time you're in high school, most boys drop the Y. So it's like if someone was like Mikey, then they're like Mike, you know, or I mean, Joey, I would, Joe. Like, one you know? would think. Yeah, so I don't know. Anyways, anyway. and then so she like kind of pushes. I mean, it's a wide shot, so you don't yeah. see it, but you're supposed to think that 
she kind of grabs the oars. Ro- yeah, the oars from um, Joey and, and starts like, yeah. it does look like they're going faster. It does, it does. And, <laughs> and then she goes, and then Joey's, Joey's like, like, the boat's leaking. <laughs> it's Bessie's water broke. Yeah. 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 Woo, yeah. That's a lot. Like, I think that's me. <laughs> God, it must have felt so scary. Like, I don't I know. Mean, Labor sounds imagine. so scary. Yeah. Like, it really does. Ooh. But like, you're like alone in this house that is far from any other houses apparently and like you know you don't have a phone can you imagine i mean it's such a similar experience to maybe like the 1800s where you're like in this rural area you don't have know what to do and then this like really dangerous uh event is about to happen right um, I want to point out, Joey finally uses the front door at Dawson's house <laughs> and runs into his room. Like, Dawson, Dawson. Yeah, yeah. And is like, you know, Bessie's having the baby on your front lawn. So yeah. come help me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Dawson finally calls for an ambulance. Uh, but it's it has to stop in another town. This part, I just, I, just like, I didn't like, understand it. I don't understand how big or small Cape Side is. Or, I feel like it's very confusing. So he's like, Dawson's on the phone with like dispatch and says like, okay, so the ambulance has to go to a car accident that's in this town more like 30 minutes away. And then it'll come to Bessie or whatever. Right. And so Capeside, we're learning, is rural and there's like no support and these teenagers might have to deliver a baby. Yeah. And I just said, this is why I live in a city. I know. Bessie grabs the phone and starts yelling at the dispatch. And she also says what we're saying. It's like, cool, we're in this fucking small town. This doesn't make any sense. Like I said, I sort of guess we know where the Potter sisters get their, that they have their acidic personalities in common because she just like barks at this lady. Yeah. We don't know if it's a lady. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. We don't. Um, the civil the dispatch, servant. Yeah. Civil servant. I was sort of saying, like, I, I feel like we don't, we haven't talked yet about the fact that this show does humor actually really well, that this is actually pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When <laughs> Bessie does it. And, yeah. like, the way that this scene plays out is funny. Yeah. Um, I think so often this show gets written off as, like, this soapy teen drama or this, like, stupid uh-huh. teen show. And it actually really is a a a fun show to watch yeah and and this and this scene like it's fun yeah you're it's yes there's danger and you understand that like this is a problem mm-hmm. but like it's sort of almost sitcom right like these teenagers are gonna have to deliver this woman's yeah. baby in a living room yeah and dawson's parents are off at like a, a, a he says it at the beginning of the episode they're like at a um couple's retreat oh i was wondering where they were yeah he like it's like a throwaway line at the beginning of the episode he says they like mitch and gail are out like dealing with their marriage right okay yeah huh um so then we cut over to uh miss jacob's house to this b storyline with pacey she's so mad at him she is fucking pissed she's fuming fuming (laughs) and i mean he she tells him like this is the one boundary like there so wasn't gross yeah it's it is gross she's like you had one rule you couldn't tell anyone and yeah. just like oh i mean i know that's what abusers say like you can't tell anyone i'll right. murder your mom if you do or whatever yeah. <laughs> like you know and it's just like oh it's so well i like that label that you put on it like abusers because i think we so often think of abusers as like 
these like monstrous people. No, yeah, like, I mean we do, but monstrous this is people, just but like, not true. Yeah, I, I just want to put a pin in that. Statement, yeah, just that, all like, humans are complicated, whether they're abusers or not. Like you know. Yeah, and and really like, you know, I think with all of our groaning about how gross this storyline is, you know it's important that we point out that like what miss jacobs is doing is abuse yeah i mean i know we've pointed it out before but i just want to like put. i mean i will say at the time you're kind of like you're sympathetic to her yeah you're sympathetic to her you're just like about to lose her job she's right like they were he wasn't even supposed to tell dawson like you know and right and i was like you know yeah i mean i get that you're mad that you're gonna lose your job but don't fuck a 15 year old beach house and her mustang you know and just like (laughs) there's an easy solution to this problem and he wants to like kind of tell his side of the story he wants to say he's just like i just told dawson like you know and she he wants to talk it out like kind of like a relationship (laughs) no no (laughs) she and and actually i just want to say that i keep saying don't fuck a 15 year old and what i really mean is don't rape a 15 year old and i keep saying that but i'm sorry i i'm misnaming that that it's rape it's statutory rape yeah she says to him you wanted to do more things that couples do so let's do something else let's break up (laughs) oh god okay so Dawson and Joey, back to Dawson and Joey, that they realize that they sort of need someone who's going to know what they're doing um, because yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like we like we, never even had sex. So like, this also, like we sense. are in sophomore biology. We do not have deli- <laughs> yeah, we don't like, know how to deliver a baby. Maybe they've seen like the video, like the that Nova Miracle. Of yeah, Life video. the Miracle of Life video that God. still haunts me, oh, you know, to this day. Just like, oh, yeah, that's how big you're no stop stop immediately please don't yeah you're triggering me (laughs) yeah it's like seared in my mind i mean i'll never forget it yeah um and i would have seen that video like just a few months before watching this oh this episode i might have it might have been well yeah it was around this time but like so they go they realize that grams is a registered nurse um and they go over to get her and yeah grams is currently fighting with jen about church so, yeah because jen finds a bible in her room right and <laughs> and is like please don't she's i like, don't want this like, i don't want this like you just need to respect my privacy and respect my boundaries and respect my boundaries and I, just like stop it yeah and so then joey comes to the door and, and interrupts this conversation she, and she's just like look I know you don't like me. I know you don't approve of my life, my family, my sister, her partner, and like the fact that she's pregnant, but we need your help. The baby, it's none of this is the baby's fault. Can you please come help us? Yeah. Back over to Pacey's sort of storyline, Doug, he's walking down the street and Doug comes up. Doug, his brother, he pulls up up in his police cruiser. Yeah. And um, he's heard them as this Miss Jacobs rumor. Yeah. Which is good because you would hope that a rumor as severe as that, like the parents would know so they could have some action taken. Yeah, but that's not really what happens here, is it? No. No. So he is a fucking asshole to Pacey about this. The rumor he heard was that, you know, a kid was spreading a rumor that he had slept with a teacher and that the rumor wasn't actually true. Yeah. And he was like, that sounds exactly like my brother. Yeah. Which is just like, 
<laughs> the levels of fucked up of Pacey's family, like, I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface yet. Yeah. What's, what's becoming clearer and clearer to me with each episode is that, like, this is only going to get worse. Yeah. So Doug, you know, <laughs> is a fucking asshole to and him. Pacey makes some comment about being the only widow having heterosex. Which made me want to die. <laughs> just like they're... <laughs> like... It's hard because I know I've admitted that Pacey's like one of my all-time favorite TV characters. Yes. And just like the way they sort him out, the first season is really tough. It is tough. It is tough. I mean, he's a good actor and he's believable in a lot of these things, but... Well, and Josh Jackson is really charming. Yeah. Like he's a charming he's very charismatic. guy. And I think that charm comes through immediately in Pacey. Mm-hmm. And so like, even though sometimes he's behaving horribly yeah and is saying this homophobic shit to his brother and like you know i get that in 1998 it's not that we didn't recognize homophobia it's that we were much more accepting of these like kind of off-the-cuff homophobic statements yeah that it would be like you it would be a way to make fun of someone right like oh my god you're so gay (laughs) yeah you know and not in a like there's no time when you should say that. No, there's not. And I and I understand that the times like um, maybe amongst like really tight friends, someone that is gay, you might right, just be right, like, right. Oh my god, you're so gay. <laughs> like, look, queen, stop, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but like it takes years of a friendship to even as a straight person say stuff like that. I think you absolutely. Know? I absolutely. think you have to really earn that like trust that you're like not it's one hundred percent known that you are joking. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, this, this this is, is not fun. A lot. It's not fun. It's not funny. Yeah. It's not fun. You know, and and Pacey's doing it to get a rise out of Doug. Yeah. And it says the thing about Doug that it does get a rise out of It him. also, yeah, exactly. Like about like the sexual dynamics within their, their family, you know. Absolutely. That... And we've talked a lot about how inappropriate the sexual dynamics within Dawson's family is. Mm-hmm. But I think it's clear that Pacey is seeing that too. Yeah, in a different in way. In a different way. In yeah. a, and in a much more toxic way, it mm-hmm. seems. But, you know, it's a different way. Yeah. And it's so weird that how mad Doug gets about it. Yes, it is. It (laughs) is very weird. I don't know. Maybe because I know that as someone who has a sibling, like that when your sibling makes fun of you, you really have to try your best to act like it doesn't bother you. Because when they find the thing, they'll just they'll hammer into you, you know. So it it just is kind of like you're playing this wrong, Doug. Just be like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, at least I get great blowjobs all the time or something, you know, and just like move on, you know. Totally. And then Pacey will find a new thing to make fun of you for. Definitely brag about your great blowjobs, Doug. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so we find out in this conversation that the superintendent is knows and is having a meeting. Well, Pacey says, like, why didn't you defend me? Like, right. why wouldn't you have thought to defend me? Yeah, which is a good question. Good question, Doug. You're a police officer. If he has slept with a teacher, maybe you should think about the legal <sighs> status of that. Just saying. Yeah. So the superintendent... Well, especially when we see, like, the dynamic between Bessie and Joey and their their sibling dynamic. Yeah. Like, if Bessie... Because we just see the way she reacts in situations. If Bessie heard this rumor about Joey, she would, like, go to bat for her. Absolutely. Like, balls to the wall, just like... 
do not talk like I don't know what she would say but like don't talk about my sister like you know and just <laughs> yeah. go into and then it. can and then talk to Joey about what actually happened yeah there's gonna be a meeting uh on the school board to to have a conversation about Miss Jacobs and yeah and you know, D- Doug then tells Pacey that this is a weird way to find out that there are people in town that actually take him seriously, that like the school board has taken this rumor seriously. And like, remember, this guy is a police officer, like a crime is happening and there's sh- potentially and there should be an investigation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would imagine as a police officer, he is a a mandated reporter. I know. I mean, he's the one to be reported to, but still. Yeah, but it's just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello. Even... Well, first of all, I'm not even going to get into whether or not you would believe... Like, it matters whether you believe the... The, you know, the rumor. The rumor, yeah. you know. But it's just like, okay, you just heard about a very serious crime. Right. And... You're, you're just gonna like shrug it off like eh. your your solution is to tell your brother what a fuck up he is that he's lying and he's like maybe ruining Miss someone's life. life yeah fuck you it's a real nightmare that scene is a real nightmare <laughs> and like this is a very common thing that you see about like policing well and what's so interesting is you would think that because pacey is this guy's brother that he would have like like almost a cloak of invisibility around him Hmm. You know, that I I think that's so often the like the guy fucking does something shitty and then his dad's the chief of police and gets him off of whatever. But that's not the dynamic here. No, it's a different dynamic, which I actually think is interesting. And I guess my question is, if this is coming from someone if like if it's not Pacey, if Pacey isn't the kid that this is about. Right. Then what's the protocol? Well, so this is the thing that I'm saying is that because the the small town everyone has an identification you're like you know you're everyone you're the town fuck up you're the yeah. town this the town that yeah. yeah and so since everyone knows everyone as a result like you don't get the same protections like that anonymity that comes from just like all right well there's a crime there's a victim let's try to figure this out it's not there and this yeah. is like revealed about this town and so you know and even in so far as like Bessie's like oh so I don't get an ambulance (laughs) you know so like just like how these everyone lives in these different with these different experiences because they have these like myopic labels on them totally it's it's wild totally and I think brother you know I will say that like you know when I went to college in Santa Cruz that's I thought I couldn't handle a small town I, and it's not even the smallest it's not that sm- it's side, not even close you know? to it yeah. but I was just like what people know your business and they like this is bullshit like you don't have to live like this <laughs> it's so stupid yes yeah it's, it's I mean I don't live there anymore for a reason yeah <laughs> it's crazy yeah we go back to Dawson and this birthing situation <laughs> oh my god he is videotaping it. he's like let me film like it on brand for him like oh great let me get some footage of this like and you're like <laughs> he did not see that birth video <laughs> that nova special he does not have, he yeah, does not know what is coming they have not watched nova the miracle of life <laughs> he, which scarred a generation of children. yes he is 
he does not know what's in store yeah, for him. Yeah, Dawson. If he thinks lot. this is it's a good a time so Bessie, to videotape, well, uh, Bessie says that he can videotape, but she gets final cut, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is sweet because Dawson is saying like, "Well, this is for Bodie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and I like uh, because Bodie is is gone. He's on that yeah, job interview, and in, in he already got on the bus to Hyannis. Yeah, yeah, and then. Um, Bessie sort of yells at Joey and it's like this perfect kind of cut for Dawson's movie that she's like yelling at people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Grams walks in and starts ordering the teenagers around, which is great. And, and I love it. And Bessie's just like hard pass. <laughs> I will not have my child. And yeah. like, you know, you can see it in her face. Totally. My child is not entering into the world in the hands of a racist. Right. Bitch. And Grams calls Joey Josephine. And then yeah. Joey corrects her and is yeah. like, no, it's Joey. Yeah. Which I like, I don't know. I like stick a pin in that. I think that's interesting that she's like, don't you ever call, don't call me Josephine. Mm-hmm. And then um, Bessie says, it's Judas, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Again, with the humor. And then yeah. also like, and, and then also like, you know, she, it's a Bible reference. Yeah. I was like, listen, Grams, look, she can talk your language. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, ultimately, like America is a Christian nation. Like, you know. Yes. And like as much as I hate to admit it, that's true. <laughs> you know, obviously, like I grew up with a lot of people that w- were of of different religions, like Hindu and and, sure. and Muslim and stuff. You know, these are like we all know some main characters from the Bible. Yes, and so like going back to what what I'm saying about like religion on the whole is that you know all these stories and you're like, yeah, like okay, but like no, people like you are the reason why we cannot like subscribe to an organized religion. Right, exactly. And Graham sort of makes a deal with Bessie and says, let's just agree or let's just She's like... She's like, let's, I will promise to resist the urge to bond with you over this shared experience we're going to have. <laughs> and, and you know, you'll accept my help yeah. here. So, okay. And this is when you see her experience as a nurse. Absolutely. And I think I think it does. Like actually, she, this episode does open up Grams's character a little bit. Yeah, because she has all these different tactics of how to deal with a, a patient. Like a combative patient. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and then we, we move back over to the Pacey Miss Jacobs storyline. And, yeah, and, and Pacey's walking to the courthouse. The which, school board offices or the courthouse? Oh, yeah. I can't tell. I don't know. It looks like a courthouse. It looks like a courthouse. And I do like the swiftness to which this is unfolding. Sure. While on the one hand, it is unbelievable, you know, <laughs> that it's like all these Definitely. things happen in like the matter of like eight hours. She's already <laughs> and yeah. has a lawyer and is in front of the school board, you know. Yeah. But I do appreciate like the like severity to which like they're they're ta- like they're taking this seriously. Yeah. And I think that's like I think that's where this show actually does well mm-hmm. on this storyline as as sort of fucked up as this storyline has been and as a, the show's opinion of it has been. Yeah, the way they've played it. The way they've played it. Like, they do... It's like... It's like they're almost there. <laughs> you know, they like, they're like, oh, this is how the school board would act. And you're like, well, but there's a reason that that's how the school board would act. Like, <laughs> it's like so it's like they, they can't quite like... This kid getting raped by his teacher. <laughs> right, they can't quite lock in that that's the reason and that maybe they shouldn't have a storyline about a kid getting raped by his teacher and mm-hmm. make it a romantic plot line. Yeah. But they're, th- they're close. Yeah. They're just, they're like close. Yeah. Huh. 
So Pacey walks up the stairs and he sees Miss Jacob sitting with another woman and he says, like, Tammy, <laughs> which oh, again God. is like this. She's like, just suddenly this episode and last episode, she has a nickname. Yeah, she's called Tammy. <laughs> and the- Which will always only be Ron Swanson's wife to me. Tammy, <laughs> yeah, Tammy, Tammy, Tammy too. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Um, and the woman sitting next to her is, is her lawyer. And sh- the lawyer says, like, yeah, on the advice of counsel, Miss Jacobs is not, not going to speak to you. Not speaking to you. And I just want to just really quickly point out that um, the lawyer is an Asian woman. I know. And we don't see... I'm going to try to point out, like, kind of every time we see a person yeah. of color in Cape Side, because there don't seem to be many. Yeah. And, um, which I did find interesting that she, the lawyer, could recognize Pacey. Yeah. And then, Mr. Witter, she calls him. Yeah. Mr. Witter. So then Pacey says, like, okay, well, will you tell your client, like, what does he say? Like, tell her I'm sorry. Right. Ugh. It's like, I'm excited this storyline's wrapping up. Same, same, same. But also, but, like, I will say that I love the moments where we see Pacey's youth and vulnerability. Yeah, because I feel like him walking to the school board to try to talk to her is not going to really help it's gonna hurt her more than help her like if he's trying to like absolutely yeah just him walking up to it and calling her by her name her first name you're just like you're a child why do you think this is appropriate like this is making it look real bad for her absolutely so back at the ranch back at the the leary household um bessie is like completely dilated she's making horrible noises she's in serious pain yeah yeah and sort of through Dawson's camera, we see Joey, who is white as a sheet yeah. and, like, not okay. And and this is a really brief scene. You know, and to Dawson's credit, he sort of sees Joey and sees how uncomfortable she is and yeah. how scared she is. Yeah. And he goes and sits next to her and tells her it's going to be okay. Yeah. And it's just that really brief scene before we sort of head back to um, the, court. the court. After Dawson tells her she's going to be okay. Uh-huh. You know, the like, what I really like is that I think sometimes there's, it's unclear why Joey is friends with Dawson. Uh-huh. Like, it's clear why Dawson is friends with Joey, right? what he gets out of that friendship. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think it's particularly like recently with a lot of the the, the mom stuff and him yeah. like being an asshole. It's unclear why she's friends with him. And I think this moment sort of like you kind of are reminded of it. Right, that it is like a two-way street, like they're caring for each other. Yeah, and that he like, he knows her and he, the second he sees her face, he knows that she's what's happening. Scared and, and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we go back over to the courtroom then um, with Miss Jacobs and she's at the, or it's not, I, don't, I can't tell if it's a courtroom or a school board, whatever. I don't, it look. it's, it's, it's very the cool. school. It is the school board, it's but school it, board. it is laid out like a um a like courtroom. a courtroom. There's three judges or three people like yeah. up on a kind of platform and she's sitting like a defendant, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So she's sitting there and, and you know, they're sort of asking the, the, the school board is asking if the allegations are true and, you know, what's going on. And Pacey and one walks of the judges in and is a person of color. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. Oh good. We have some. <laughs> they don't some have background. a line. Yeah. Have a line. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't possibly. The only school board member that talks is the white man. But, of course. Yeah. But um. But Pacey walks in and interrupts and sort of says and tells the school board this wasn't true. Like this he made part, it all up. 
No. He's a fucking minor. Again, he has no parents. Like, we still only know that his dad is a, is the police, a police chief. chief, which, like... We've never met him. Yeah, we've never met him. And he clearly doesn't seem to be anywhere near this, he, even though he clearly doesn't he give a fuck knows. about this crime that's happening in his town. Right. Uh, potentially, you know. <laughs> totally. Uh, so, and, like, I... Yeah, so, and then it just, it doesn't make sense. And, like, the school board would be like, you're a minor, where is you? 100%. <laughs> no, we can't take what you're saying. 100%. But anyways, he says, like, I am I made it up. It, it was a lie. Yeah, and then he says, you know, I was talking the big talk in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I, it was a daydream. I daydream about this in the back of the classroom. Yeah, he's like, and he I'm said, the kid who doesn't get good grades. I'm the one, like, no one believes. Yeah, I'm not that good looking, which mm-hmm. is a lie. Yeah. And, you know, all this, basically, like, you know, I'm not that good with girls. Yeah. I just think about this, and I said it to someone, and it was overheard, and this has all been blown out of proportion. Which is like, I don't know, in the reality of this show, this like weirdo fucked up reality of this show, uh-huh. you know, what he does is um, kind in the reality that we all have to live in and that we all, you know. I mean, like he obviously like doesn't want Miss Jacobs to go to jail. Right. But in the reality we all live in, this is fucked up that a kid well, comes in and does this. Well, that's what I'm saying is like he's a minor. He doesn't have anyone advocating for him. Of course. Yeah. And like it's so unbelievable that the school board would be like, oh, there we go. That guy said he was lying. So, okay. (laughs) Like, the severity of these allegations, like, would totally, like, absolutely would have an investigation. I mean, like, this is the late 90s, so there wouldn't be, like, cell phone exchange, like, text messages. And, you know, there wouldn't be, like, photos. But, you know, we do know that there potentially is a video. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's I forgot about that video. So, so there is like evidence that I don't know. I don't if, know if you can see Pacey on the video. Yeah. And we don't know if he destroyed it or Pacey or destroyed it or whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so then he says, you know, at the end, if he were only 15 years older, this could, rumor could stand any chance of being true. And I said, if only that were true. So back at um, the, Leary that's the Leary house. Jen sort of mentions right in front of Bessie that there's a lot of blood. Yeah. And you can tell Bessie's struggling with this and with giving birth and like Graham's rightfully sort of scolds, scolds Jen. Jen. Like, like don't f- Bessie starts freaking out, yeah. obviously. She's like, something wrong? Like, and there you can see the blood on her dress. Like, there is a lot of blood. Yes, there's a lot of blood. And Jen confronts Grams away from Bessie. And, and Grams is like, don't ever do that again. Don't ever, like, undermine me in front of my patient again. But yes, there is a lot of blood. I don't like it. I, I, need, I need your, your help. help. They really bond in this moment. Absolutely. It's hard because, you know, Grams is just so unreasonable, <laughs> like, with her. With her religion her stuff. religion stuff. And, like, you're hoping that they both learn from each other. Absolutely. And, you know, Graham sort of says to Jen, do you think you can summon the smallest amount of faith in me? Yeah. And so I I do like this where Graham's is sort of saying, have faith in Mm me. Right. You know, and Jen, and at the beginning of the episode, Jen says that she's not sure she has faith in God or man. Yeah. And... And I, I kind of like this, that they're playing with this idea of faith and mm-hmm. what it means. And, and you know, to Grams, it obviously means something something different than it means to Jen. Yeah. But in this moment where they're having to, like, 
help Bessie deliver this baby in Dawson's living room, (laughs) you know, that like, and not in like a a hippy dippy way, not in like a, we're in a pool in the living room. Like we're in a fucking Barca lounger. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, this is not, this was not her birth plan. (laughs) This was not her birth plan. (laughs) Absolutely. No. You know, but they kind of come together and they can sort of talk about, in this weird way, talk about faith. Right. You know, and talk about what faith means to them and sort of like, in this underhanded, I mean, they obviously aren't saying any of this, but they kind of are having that conversation yeah i mean ultimately that's how like humans even discovered faith and built it was like through these crazy events like childbirth and death and stuff like that well right yeah we 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 would have needed like it's too scary and overwhelming to not just be like I just need to believe this is going to work out. And like, this is why I believe it. Totally. <laughs> you know, otherwise you'll drive yourself crazy. Totally. So Bessie is kind of in a lot of pain. And, um, you know, Joey has left because she can't handle yeah. seeing this. And Bessie's in a lot of pain. She's like, where are the drugs? And you're <laughs> like, uh, you're in the Leary household. Yeah. Like, they Girl, there are might no drugs. have Tylenol. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it depends on what kind of Lady Gale is. They might have some, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what, are the, what are the, like, anxiety ones, Xanax? Um, and Graham's is like, I've got a, I've, I've got, got a good drug. I've got a good drug. And she starts the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, our Father who art in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, as cheesy as I think that is in a certain way, I also think it's a kind of a great moment where, like, Grams sort of gives her faith and that strength and, like, focuses Bessie on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then Jen sort of takes it over and knows all the words. So back yeah, to what exactly. you were saying earlier, you know, she really does know all the words to this yeah. and, like, has some affiliation or association with this in some no, way. No, because as someone who's culturally Catholic, it is wild to me that like my boyfriend's friend got married at a Catholic church like a year ago uh-huh. and I still know everything like the whole process of mass you know like how hungry were you by the end of that wedding <laughs> they're so long you know so they have this nice moment um Do- or, uh, Jen and and Grams and Bessie and even though it's revolved around Grams sort of Christianity and her like foisting it on people yeah it is actually a really nice moment yeah I mean, that's the thing is, like, ultimately, like, it is good to have faith, whether or not it's, like, in religion or whatever. But you just, you need to know, like, and it's kind of what Dawson says to Joey, like, it's going to be okay. Like, just, it's going to be fine, you know, and like. Yeah, because Dawson goes out to her. Yeah. And finds her outside. Mm -hmm. She's saying that, you know, Bessie looks so much like her mom. Yeah. And that, like, she just says this really sad um, I, story. This, like, it made me cry. I cried when I was watching it. It's really sad. She says, like, and my mom was going to chemo, and I would sit there with her afterwards, and I could hear her screaming in pain. And that sound, it, it just, like, it's, like, she's, like, it's seared in my mind, kind of, you know? And it's hard for her to see Bessie, like, kind of making the same noises. She said they're exact, the exact same noises. Yeah. That she had, and that she, when she was with her mom, when her mom was dying, she had prayed that she would never hear, hear this again. It. Yeah. And she, she heard it today with Bessie. Yeah. And you really, like, I think joey is so close to the vest is so plays all of her emotions everything so tightly 
that I think like hearing her say this, hearing her admit how hard it was, and even though you get hints of it, it's mm-hmm. like she doesn't say it ever until right now. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And Katie Holmes, like, really just does an excellent job of, like, breaking your heart here and showing you, like, this is a 16 or a 15-year-old kid who lost her mother and had to go through all this stuff. Who knows how long ago. Yeah. You know, we still kind of don't know how long it's been since she lost her mom. But, like, you know, now she's back listening to this again. And can she go through this again? Mm -hmm. You know? And it's not the same thing, obviously, but, like, hearing those noises and and being having to relive this being brought back to this really painful time in your life yeah and Dawson like I think again sort of like proves his friendship here and proves why he's Joey is his friend definitely and and you know says like just like Joey's mom needed her like and she would have never thought to not be there like sit by her side Yeah, yeah and sit by her side through this that like Bessie needs her yeah and he sort of says you know he he doesn't put any pressure on her but he sort of reminds her that like you know, her mom wasn't the only person in her life. Yeah. That trauma that she went through is so horrible, but she can't let it hold her back. And that like this is, you know, the ending of this. I mean, he doesn't say this, but sort of what's implied is that the ending of this is going to be joyous. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a good ending to this one. Yeah. So like it, it's gonna, this is going to be a way to maybe replace those memories with yeah. like something like slightly more Something positive yeah. Yeah, totally. um so then we go back to the school board and doug who has been in the back of the shot yeah i, I didn't say that in the earlier yeah because when that's what i was thinking when pacey comes in his brother is there yeah he's the, the kind of like but sergeant at arms or yeah. something i don't know what that that term means but <laughs> i just thought that it sounded like the right thing um <laughs> so doug sort of follows miss jacobs out of the room and apologizes for his brother and he he says that he hopes that she won't think all the witters are horrible and that pacey's been nothing but a bane since he was a child which just like it's weird that he's still flirting with her even if these rumors aren't true like please stop um you pulled a gun in her house like (laughs) on your brother (laughs) so you know it's not gonna happen yeah yeah dear doug not gonna happen no doug stop it's so weird and last episode i said like the second i saw doug i was happy because i love doug Uh and i feel like Please bear with us. At some point, yeah, all the <laughs> there is boys. a reason to love, love Doug. Yeah, the but he is in general. fucking horrible right now, and I will admit that freely. Yeah, so he he apologizes for his brother's behavior, and yeah. he totally just like talks shit on his brother. And yeah. then Miss Jacobs like stands up for him for Pacey, and- which like you again, you get back to this that like she is like. Yeah, this she's the only person who's ever stood up for him and defended him and believed in him. Yeah, and like you know, you really see how these things happen, mm-hmm. particularly in vulnerable vulnerable kids like this. Like, yeah. you know, Pacey's so vulnerable. He yeah. has he really like besides Dawson and his parents, Dawson's parents, he like, has like no one. Yeah, and Joey, but they kind of haven't admitted that they're friends yet. Yeah, and you know, he like literally just falls in love with this old woman because she like cared about his grades. (laughs) (laughs) And she flirted with him about the graduate. Yeah, you know, and it's like I said, like, it was so clear to me, like, (laughs) 
you know, in a previous episode, like the lack of parental involvement in his life, like totally. that, like no one cared about his grades, you know, of course. and that just like, <laughs> you know, I, everyone has their parenting is really hard and, you know, it's, Everyone's it's got their really shit. hard, but like, you know, I, like I said, it's my waspy showing, but that just, it does kind of open the door for abuse of your kid, of you course. know, like, it's just like, it's not that simple. I know no, that. No, it's not that simple. But, but, <laughs> but like, you can see here how this happened. Yeah. When you see Doug say like, the things. Like, Believe in your kids. Come on. Right. It's so crazy. Well, and then, and then um, I love that. I kind of love this. <laughs> I mean, I know we're like not big fans of Miss Jacobs, but she says, Douglas, you should call me Miss Jacobs Ugh. instead of Tamara or Tammy. And yeah. I was just kind of like, ooh. See, again, it's like what I've said in the past. Like they try to make her these different characters with these different names. They do that with Joey yeah. too, where it's like Joey and Josephine, you sure. know? But like, <laughs> come on. I just like that she sort of like, like once and for all is like, it's not going to fucking happen. You know, right. like defend your brother, be not a shithead. It's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> I mean, it's wild that it took that long for her. Like well, she agreed. has no boundaries. Like she doesn't just say to men that are inappropriate to her, like, no. <laughs> like, no, agreed. I agree like, with you, so but crazy. I but I do like that little. This button. guy boiled a gun in your house. <laughs> yes, like true, I just true, will true. never forget that. <laughs> true, 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 true. Like, come on. No, true. I mean, touche. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. Oh god. <laughs> so then she drives off in her red Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> so the funny. end. Goodbye, Miss Jacobs. I hope we never see you again. No, we do see her. I again. know we do. But I was. <laughs> I was. I, I had faith, Erin. <laughs> I had faith god. that we were not going to see her again. So the baby is delivered and it's a boy. Yeah. Um, well, they, they, but they, it crowns and uh -huh. then she says, Bessie says she can't push anymore. And then Joey comes in and holds her hand. Right. So they have this little moment. Right, right, right. You know, and mm -hmm. it's a boy and the baby comes out and it's a boy. And mm -hmm. I said, um, Joey holds her hand and I'm crying again. Oh. I definitely like, I, I've never once cried in this episode, but somehow watching it last night, I was like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. You just feel for Joey. Yeah, and I think, but I love this moment. It's like there is this beautiful part. Yeah, you know the boy, the baby comes out, and she sort of smiles at Bessie and the baby, and and is like happy in this moment, yeah. right? Like she she kind of does get to replace that moment, or or just tack a good feeling. Just have on another something else. like another moment. Yeah, it's so interesting how all of Dawson's friends have these insane traumas. I mean, that's why they're drawn to Dawson because he has like this None. consistency and this this yeah. kind of like more or less charmed life. Yeah, totally. Um, so we then we go back. <laughs> back to Miss Jacobs. God damn it. Back to the beach house. <laughs> yeah. And like God, that house is so great. I know. I want that house. I want that house. <laughs> it has like also, a beautiful porch and like it's so oh, it's, it's right beautiful. on the beach. It's on the sand. I it's know. So like he's walking on the sand yeah. to her house. Yeah. So pretty. Definitely. I definitely had friends that I could walk on the sand to get to their house. Cool. I, I, my note is I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this, but Miss Jacobs is looking kind of great mm -hmm. in like dressed down in flannel and jeans. Yeah. And is drinking red wine on her porch, which is like this is so authentic. <laughs> cut so to Julia at jacob's age yeah so believable <laughs> my house isn't that nice mine is an apartment and i don't have any front steps but <laughs> i wear a lot sand. of flannels and yeah. jeans drink and drink a lot wine. of red wine okay so pacey asks if they can still be together because he thinks what he thinks is that because he saved her from this 
that they can just like go back to the way they were. She, yeah, she, he hopes that the breakup wasn't real. Yeah, that like really he's solved the hiccup in their relationship and now they can be together. And she's like, no, no, that wasn't the hiccup. <laughs> like <laughs> The hiccup is that you're 15. My boyfriend came in during this moment and he was just like, they're acting like they're having a real breakup. She says, like, I'm 36. I want to have kids. I want, like, yep. she's essentially, like... So we- she's your exact age. Yeah. And almost my exact yeah. age. Yeah. And she's essentially, like, we don't want the same things, which is, like, a common reason to break up. <laughs> like, you know, if like... you are both 36 and yeah. one of you wants kids and one of you doesn't, exactly. that is a reason to like, break up. This is, like... Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> my boyfriend is just, like, what the... F- fuck is this like they like this is not a real breakup like yeah. you know and uh, like yeah. and like he hasn't really been watching with me so he he's just jumping in in these yeah, scenes yeah, yeah. and like he's just <laughs> I like, like this. he's like no what is going on and it's so true because she's just like like on the one hand it's like he needs this like he needs to hear her point of view yeah, you know totally because otherwise it it's it'll be hard for him to mourn the the loss of this relationship. Sure. But <laughs> just like in reality where we're wa- sitting watching this we're like this isn't a relationship. Well, and like the reason that you broke break are breaking up and I'm putting that in very yeah. serious air quotes. Because like this isn't really a relationship to break up. Like you're two people that like <laughs> in were... a cycle of abuse. Yeah. Like you know, hundred percent. It's like, what? and and it's like, well, so I think we haven't said that. Like she tells him that she's gonna leave. Cape she's Side. like, I'm, she's moving like, I'm moving to my sisters in Rochester. Which also like, <laughs> I don't know. As an aside, there's a part of me that's like, what are you gonna tell your sister? You can't tell her that you fucked a fifteen year old. I know, but it is like. This is a severe rumor that you would have to leave, whether, oh, absolutely. The, whether it's no, yeah, yeah. true or not. Touché. So you yeah, would just true. say, like, there was this rumor that was started about, I don't know what she said, but I know, I you know. would just say that. I like, was like, man, okay. <laughs> I mean, back to our point about the breakup, it's like... Like, I guess we're supposed to think, like, because she says she has this ex-husband who was horrible. We're supposed to think maybe that Miss Jacobs just has terrible choice in men and and pursues these relationships that are like just have no boundaries abhorrent you know so like uh you know I've said it before like she feels intoxicated by him because he he has this youthful honesty you know and so also like it's not a real relationship for her she knows there's an in point you know oh absolutely absolutely at some like and she mentions it a few times like eventually this is going to be over you know absolutely so sometimes people pursue relationships like that because they just need like a little something sure 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 whatever they're they're yeah but you pursue it with someone who's close to your age and you're also honest about like (laughs) that that you're what you're looking for in the relationship totally totally uh, relationship advice from Julia and Aaron. Yeah, yeah, like just be honest. It's the only way you're gonna get what you want. Yeah. Um. So she sort of says that she's not good at saying goodbye, and hugs him and kisses him on the forehead, and they go their separate ways. No, she says, "I hope you enjoy high school." <laughs> and then he says, "Bye, Miss Jacobs." <sighs> Woof. 
Okay, so let's go. Jen and Grams are in the dining room after their experience. Yeah. Yeah. And Grams tells Jen that, like, just because they say don't say certain things doesn't mean they don't feel them. Um, what does that mean? I think she means that she loves Jen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I, that's what I thought. I was like, is she trying to say, like, I love you, but I'm not going to say I love you? Like, what a bitch. Yeah, kind of. That's so twisted. That's, yeah, I agree. Like, I that's mean, like Jen the, doesn't come out of a vacuum. <laughs> I know. It's just like, that's the easiest thing to say to your granddaughter. I love you. Yeah. Like, what? Like, well, that's it's just, like, it's just like there's strings attached to her, like, loving her granddaughter or saying the words, I love you. Well, but also, like, she's, I think she's like, you know, I'm doing this tough love thing so you don't go back to your New York ways, which, like, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there, but like, yeah, cool. I want you to feel like no one loves you so that you don't pursue. Uh, or like you don't get involved in these fucked up situations right it's like <laughs> that that's definitely that calculus works yeah you no. do the math like what come on no that's so wild and then she so then she asks like after jen after what they experienced today like together like can jen still say she has no belief in god and jen jen sort of says a line that i love and she says you know i have a little bit more faith in man yeah and i love this i love that little beat i love that like you know, Jen's like, you know, stands her ground and like, I'm choosing, I don't have faith in this thing that you have faith in, but I have faith in people. Yeah. Well, why would Jen want to be a grumpy old lady like Grams? Like, <laughs> she's just like, what? <laughs> why? You're not demonstrating like anything I want to be. You're cold hearted. You're mean. You're fucked up to people of color and to people who don't live their lives the way you think they should. Right. So fuck you like you know and what just after you like did your you're a nurse. So yeah, you did your job that you committed an oath to do and now i'm supposed to be like you're right i believe in god <laughs> no i mean obviously not <laughs> like you know and like, and also i think like the the uh, manipulative gall of grams yeah absolutely and jen you know and and jen sort of doesn't engage and i like that i like yeah. that she's sort of like you know gives her what she's gonna give her and doesn't yeah. engage and like goes to bed and is kind of like you know yeah, i'm mean, not gonna i'm not gonna like put myself through this and i'm not gonna get into this with you and we had this really actually amazing experience today and we mm -hmm. really did lean on each other and like there is something there and i think i i sort of wonder like is this the beginning of a turnaround for jen and grams because i i sort of think that like having these little connected moments even if they are spotted with these places where grams is emotionally cold or is like tries forces tries to force her to be like christian or go to church again <laughs> yeah. you know that that they move they're inching along yeah you know that this relationship is inching in a direction and yes it is inching but it is moving yeah i mean i hope so it's hard to have characters like this you know in the show absolutely like again at the time when you're watching it you're it's hard having that character you know and i, and I think it is like a universe yeah it is kind of like an experience that a lot of people have like a a grandma that is unreasonable like that you know and in, in her criticism and judgment about the way people should live you know right and and you and, know and it also is easier to have 
be more firm with like grandma like in my experience than with your own mom you know like that just oh, that I, I disagree with that <laughs> I just it's I think it's hard to tell an old woman like that she's being an asshole I don't <laughs> um, I, I mean I wish I could uh, because, yeah you know but like, but I don't think I was raised to be like that kind of like when you're like you're deservant of respect because you're old I think you deserve respect by like earning it <laughs> I mean I, th- I don't think that you're wrong but I don't I don't that wasn't like that's not my experience yeah yeah and I think that watching Jen and Graham's, I remember in 1998 just being like, God, fuck this lady. Like, she's such a fucking, like, she should be with, yeah. like, the Westboro Baptist Church being a fucking asshole somewhere. Yeah. It's really easy to see why sort of those evangelical spaces are, like, people are streaming out of them and leaving them. White, I should say white evangelical spaces. Mm. Um, you know, people are streaming out of them because, like, why would I want to subject myself to something like this where, mm-hmm. like, you know, you had to put aside a lot to deliver this woman's baby I know. you know and like that's fucked up man yeah you know you have a skill set that is so like important and you had to put aside so much and i will give you credit that you did put it aside but my thing is like why would why would i as a person who lives in this world that's so beautifully multi you know there's there's all sorts of different people in it who think all sorts of different things yeah why would I choose to like affiliate myself with something that's like so exclusionary? Yeah. That seems, uh, it seems counterintuitive. And it yeah. seems like it, all that, that seems like it doesn't, I mean, to be totally selfish about it, why that doesn't help me at all. Yeah. You know, that doesn't help me survive this world or live this life or, or, you know. By judging other people, it's a waste of your time. I think about faith a lot because you know, the stories of Jesus, like, he's a good person. <laughs> you know, he's trying his best. Like, sure. he's, like, helping the poor. He's helping the sick. Like, he's doing a lot of good things, I guess, you know? So, get yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I think you get, like, that it's not that, and I don't I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but it's not that either of us are saying that there are, but like, it's bad to have this faith. I mean, I don't have that faith, but, like, it's not a bad thing to do. It's just that, like, what we've seen within american politics and the religious right Mm -hmm. i think that's what we're talking about and i think that's what graham sort of exemplifies right Mm -hmm. is this like this way in which she's so her faith is so sort of political in the way that it is like putting things on to jen and onto jen's behavior yeah and sort of policing jen's behavior instead of accepting jen as who she is or seeing jen as a victim like i mean i mean that too yeah it's like she's judging like jen in the last episode reveals that she was sexually assaulted when she was 12 and you know maybe grams doesn't know this because we don't really know yeah we don't know what was revealed when jen's parents found her having sex in their bed but she's still like it's like it's crazy that old people think this that you're like oh you're acting bad like that it's all your fault you know and that they're not like thinking of it this 360 like it's victim blaming yeah Yeah. it's just like get get her perspective on this you know totally and like also jen's life's fucked up it's hard she her parents like kicked her out (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, there's no, there seems she to be no room for the whatever Jen's going through in that, and like, what similarly Jen's... to Pacey, like no one believes in her. Absolutely, and I then mean, there's I think this a... old witchy woman being like, "Believe in God." Witches are great. Aaron. <laughs> let's not let's not bring witches. It's not into witch this. shame, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stevie Nicks is a goddess. Do not. Okay. Um, I agree. I think you're right. I, I think you're right, and I think like. We should also sort of put a pin and keep looking at how Jen and Pacey in this way, because I think their relationship, like, that's interesting, too. We have not seen them interact that much, though when we have, they seem to enjoy each other. Yeah. And so, you know, this as the series goes on, like, I would like to sort of look at how, because Jen and Pacey have sort of this similar, like, background Mm -hmm. of having really absent... Well, yeah, fit, all of them know. don't like Mitch and Gail is everyone's parents. Sure, sure. Just the last one of the last little shots of the episode. Yeah, the last is part. um Joey coming into the room and and um holding Bodie it. and Bessie are there and they're holding the baby and, yeah. and sort of Joey he gets handed to Joey. Yeah, and they say that she, um the baby has um their mom's eyes, oh. which I really loved. I love that little like button that yeah. like it's a very sweet moment that like these two but sisters. They're all sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen Bessie and Joey be sort of so um, sort of sometimes combative towards each other. Yeah. And to have this sweet sister moment, like you really get that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a sweet episode. The, the, between them, it was a sweet episode. I think because it's like all the women are kind of trying to navigate their relationship. Yeah. The women sort of um, rule this episode. And <laughs> the one woman we wanted gone is now gone. Thank God. So, yeah, the the final button on the episode is just Pacey walking down the beach and seeing her sort of turn off a light in her house. And he, he yeah. says his goodbye. He says goodbye to the air. Yeah. <laughs> and and walks away. Yeah. And uh, it's hard because good riddance, Miss Jacobs. We, yeah, we, uh, I mean, Leanne Hunley was a gr- is a great actress, and like she did a great job at this yeah. role. But like, I'm so glad that that storyline's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think at this point, I do feel comfortable saying like, you feel sad for Pacey. I like, mean, I I do, and I think he's that- having this breakup, and it's really hard, and it's like, you know, it's just like it's a first breakup to him. And those are the, I mean, those it's are so bad. You and, don't know it's going to be better. Yeah. So and it's really and hard this to one, navigate. And this one involved so much like. It was so public. I mean, it involved a fucking courtroom. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, like no one wants their first breakup to involve a courtroom. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, I, I do feel bad for Pacey. Yeah. But I hope that. I hope that what he can do is sort of recover from this and move into being a, a teenager. Yeah. And not being... Um, and, like, actually have, like, a real relationship. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. Imagine. God. I mean, hopefully he can establish a better relationship with sex, too. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be one of the things that we, we can talk about as this show goes on is, mm-hmm. like, do we feel after effects of this? Yeah. And where do we feel them and how? Yeah. You know? So. So. I'm rooting for Pacey. I'm always rooting for Pacey. Yeah. I will say that the next episode is one of my favorite of her season. I agree. It's so. I cannot wait for the next episode. I'm so excited. So thanks for <laughs> one listening. Of, and one you'll of my definitely favorite characters gets introduced and you guys yeah. are going to just be so happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. 
Uh, we post there regularly. Um, really funny stuff. <laughs> Hopefully, you can see our high school photos. Yeah. Um, you can find me on my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley, and you can email us at Dawson's Critique at Gmail. Anything you want to share, we love it. Tell us everything. Be nice always, please. Yes, please be kind and respectful, <laughs> even if you disagree with us Absolutely. and what we're saying. Um, we want to thank Kilia for our theme song. You can find him at Go Freaking Crazy on Instagram. Please write us a review, like us, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us so much when you do that. We'd really appreciate you taking a second to say something about our podcast on there. Uh, we'd like to thank Andrew Bush at Cozy Croft, who makes us uh, our voices sound so soft and lovely and wonderful um, every week and gives us all the inside scoop on what it is to grow up in New England. Find me on social media at Pat. 1079 on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, Rare Bird can be found at Rare Bird Lit on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please check out rarebirdbooks.com for some great books and great books on vinyl if that's your thing. Uh, this has been a Rare Bird production. Hey,